my quadiversary roughly. Um, what the heck does that mean? Welcome to the Grow It Amazing podcast. This is Tony Mays, and I'm going to be explaining that today and kind of helping you understand what that means. So today is two years since I had surgery on my blood clot that I had in my leg. And not just any blood clot, it went all the way from my ankle, which is where I had had surgery to repair some torn ligaments, to my iliac crest, which is where the two big veins in your leg meet right, kind of right behind your belly button. That was all completely clotted. All of the veins were almost fully uh, blocked in my left leg. They had to use a ultrasound Doppler to get a pulse out of my left foot. It was swollen almost twice the size of my other foot. And I, at any point, I could have thrown a blood clot and died from a pulmonary embolism. And so I had been recovering from my ankle surgery fairly well, but I knew something wasn't quite right because I kept on getting weaker. I kept on getting harder to do the things that I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't feeling like I was coming out of the surgery like I had my previous surgeries. I think I had, what, a month or six weeks after surgery that I was non-weight-bearing on my ankle that I had surgery on. So I had a cast on, or I had some kind of wraps, and then I had a cast on, which was a mistake. I should have had a removable. It was a hard cast, fiberglass. I should have had a removable cast. But it, the damage was already done by then, but we didn't catch it, and we didn't notice that something was wrong until the point where I was in way more pain than at any point after, uh, except for immediately after my surgery, I was in way more pain, way more uncomfortable. I had my seven or eight months pregnant wife pushing me in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk on my crutches anymore. And I knew something wasn't right. So I sent a picture to my, my doctor and surgeon for my ankle. And she told me to go to the ER. I wasn't exactly happy with the ER. Uh, thankfully, we had family in town that day that could watch our younger boys, Will and Michael, um, so that Joe could take me into the ER. Uh, they confirmed via ultrasound uh, that I had a massive blood clot in my leg. Um, and damn, was that scary. Um, damn, was that scary. But what did they do? <laughs> Their, uh, the protocol for blood clots is even scarier probably because most of the time they just send you home. Unless you've got an active pulmonary embolism, most likely you are going to get sent home. 
with some uh, blood thinners and uh, maybe a note to follow up with a uh, with a hematologist or your doctor. <clears throat> Mine was bad enough that they sent my case off to interventional radiology to get it looked at to see if there was something we needed to do. I fortunately had a connection. Um, my brother's sister-in-law, her husband is an interventional radiologist down in Oklahoma, and I was able to get him on the phone that Sunday night. So this was on a Sunday that Sunday night and kind of talk through things with him, describe what was going on, and basically get confirmation from him that, yeah, if it was, if I was at his hospital, he'd be doing surgery to, to clean it out. Basically what they end up doing is doing a roto-rooter, kind of dissolve the clot from the bottom up and, uh, um, clean it all out to get blood flow going. Because at this point, blood thinners are not going to help me. The clot is fully formed. There's no blood movement to get the drugs to where they need to go, and it would take too long for any effective blood thinners to get the blood flowing sufficiently in my leg. So, um, but of course, Monday morning comes, and I'm waiting to hear, waiting to hear, waiting to hear. And I finally call in and talk to my um, podiatrist surgeon or my surgeon on my ankle. And she said, we haven't heard anything from interventional yet. What's going on? They're supposed to submit an order to get us looked at. And, uh, and there was a mix up. <laughs> so somehow the order didn't get put in right or whatever. So, um, I think it was Tuesday by the time we finally got in to see the radiologist. And we got in there at uh, nine in the morning or something like that. And by noonish, I was in surgery. And uh, I've given my wife a few scares over the years. But this is one of those um, that probably took the cake, I think, because of how sudden it was. We'd been assured it was a low, I mean, it's ankle surgery. It's not like heart surgery or something like that. It was pretty low risk. There wasn't a whole lot to worry about, theoretically. And then here I am getting wheeled into an operating room with an emergency um, going on. Doctors are awesome. I knew one of the nurses or one of the op operating room techs. Um, they were doing the procedure was went well. Um, it's just scary as hell to think probably about how close I was. I mean, I'm, I don't ponder this on a day-to-day -day basis, but when you sit back and think about it, I could have thrown a clot at any time, and I'm surprised I didn't. Um, so what they did was, like I mentioned before, they roto-rooted it out using some clot-dissolving drugs, 
and a special machine um, through the two largest veins. They had kind of let the rest of it take care of itself. Well, I'll explain that in a bit, but they also put in what's called an IBC filter, uh, which is designed, it's kind of like a net to that they put in with little, it's a, like a net with hooks that they put into, I think, into your inferior vena cava, so very close to your heart. Um, and it's designed to catch any clots that break free before they get to the heart, because if they get to the heart, uh, you can die, have a heart attack and die. And thankfully they did that because some, when they were cleaning out the rest of the clot, some blood clots did break free. And, um, but in the end, it was a success. Uh, by the time, by the next day, uh, well, I went up to the ICU because that wasn't all that had to be done. I had to go in and have a, or I had to go into the ICU, intensive care unit, and be there overnight at least to get more of that clot busting drug infused into my lower leg. Uh, my calf was as hard as a rock uh, when I first got there and um, my the rest of my leg was swollen up um, and that was all from the blood clot. I can't believe we didn't catch it sooner but we didn't. Um, anyway so the so I had to be in the ICU overnight getting a the clot busting drug infusion. Um, there was some confusion on whether or not I could get out of bed or not, um, which sucked that I had to be in bed uh, for for that whole period of time. And just confusion on what what happens next. I ended up going in the next morning for a second procedure just to check everything out and everything was looking good from the radiologist side of side of view um, so that was awesome the the only bad part was the follow-up is that things were not clear as far as what to do next uh, and hopefully this has been fixed by the hospital we go to since then there was just a lot of miscommunication between hematology and radiology and just general internal medicine in the ICU and that kind of thing. And it was frustrating. We ended up, you know, um, having to call in the ombudsman and, you know, our internal medicine doc and, and nurses and just expressing our opinions about it, about the care. And fortunately they did take care of it. They are very apologetic and, but it was just one more stress on my wife and on me that we did not need at the time. Um, for those, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast or not before, but um, five years ago, I had about a diverticulitis, two bouts of perfor bowel perforations for diverticulitis that put me in the hospital for about five days each time. Um, and I was close to emergency surgery both those times, um, but I did, uh, did end up having bowel surgery to get um, the bad section of my bowel taken out. So this was one more cherry on top of the cake, I guess, if you want to think about it that way. But I came out alive. Um, I came out better. I came out uh, 
they could feel a pulse in my in my foot without a Doppler. Uh, I was up and walking. I I turned the corner and and started moving pretty quickly. I, so so two years later, I wouldn't say I don't know. I mean I I'm not back to necessarily a hundred percent, but that's my own fault from uh, lack of working out. I've got a little post-thrombotic syndrome, which is kind of swelling. Um, I've got some damage to the, there's valves on your veins that uh, uh, kind of flop open and closed when you, when, when your heart beats and they prevent backflow of your, your deoxygenated, oxygenated blood into the system, into, you know, from going backwards. So, um, and I have some damage there from all of the, the blood clot that was present. I have some damage, and the uh, and there's nothing I can do about that. It is what it is. I had a bunch of ultrasounds done to measure the amount of damage, and in some cases it's pretty bad, but it's but it's something I can live with. And I think with hard work and and training, uh, it'll be not very noticeable. Um, I was diagnosed with a blood, uh, a borderline blood disorder called uh, was it protein C de uh, deficiency, where my protein C level is low enough that I need to be on a lifetime supply of blood thinners. Yay me, go me. So um, it's a very low dose, the lowest dose I can take of Eliquis. So, um, but the biggest thing I can do is be active and be and uh, be work maintain my weight and be fit and I'll be honest I haven't done the best job of that and and I need to work on that that's that should be a bigger priority for me than it is and I've been called out a couple times here by myself on this podcast so let's do it again and uh, um, I've got three young boys and my wife with us traveling in this RV and I want to be here for them. I want a long life for them. We're doing that. I'm. We're we're traveling as a family now, and we're doing it now. I mean, we're partially doing it now because we want our boys to experience this, but we also don't want the. Um, we want to take advantage of what life has to offer and not wait for the promise of some kind of retirement 20 years from now. And. We want the chance to live this life and go for it and 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 check those items off our bucket list now. So this is my cloudiversary. This is a day of celebration because I am still alive. This is a day of being thankful for the expertise of the scientific community and and my doctors and nurses and, and technicians and, and everybody that was involved in my care, my family for, and my wife's family for supporting us through all of this. And it's going to be a short podcast today because um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I'm working on lining up additional guests, and I'm working on bringing some people on that that uh, have some additional insights. But my challenge to you today is to live your life and not wait for tomorrow. That doesn't mean you abandon abandon your responsibilities. It doesn't mean you forget um, to take care of those that you're responsible for taking care of. 
but it does mean that you don't sit there wasting your life doing things that are useless or that that don't add value to your life. So you've got to figure out what that is for you. For me, it, there's a lot of things there and I'm looking at some changes in a lot of ways and we're talking about it. We've already obviously made some big changes, traveling and living this life that we're living. And um, it's a heck of a journey, but it's, it's, it's one that I want to celebrate and one that I want to enjoy and one that I want to make the most out of while we're doing it. And so whatever that means to you to suck the marrow out of life and get the most out of it, um, I want you to do it. And I challenge you to do it. And I challenge you to take on those experiences that fill your bucket and that fill your family's bucket and that, and that bring your dreams to fruition whether that's starting a new business, whether that's traveling, whether that's uh, finding out what makes your wife the happiest person in the world, all of those combined, all those things can contribute towards, towards making the most out of this life. And I think I need to um, probably go do some of those things uh, myself. Um, we're in Flushing, Ohio at the moment at a beautiful campground here. And I can see my family outside uh, um, ride bikes and having fun. And I'm, and I'm wrapping up this podcast. I've been working today as well. So a uh, little killing a couple birds with one stone. So that point um, in my life, you know, I need to be there for my family and celebrate with my family and enjoy this life and be thankful for all the blessings that God has given us. Um, but I've got to pay attention to each part of my life and maximize it. And and we're going to start to break down some of that in the future weeks, too. I know I've reviewed it in the past when I talked about kind of the focus of Grow to Amazing. And I'm going to continue to refine that focus and work on it and bring it to the forefront because I owe it to you and I owe it to myself to be clear about what this podcast is trying to accomplish. And the only way I can do that is by talking about it on here and by working behind the scenes to plan things and to bring people on that can inspire me and inspire you to greatness in all those areas of our lives. So um, so I'm going to continue to work at that and grow this audience and grow this podcast and make it better than it was the day before. And that is always what I am trying to do. I may not always succeed at that. I may take a step backwards, um, but I'm trying to reflect on that and, and learn on that and or learn from the mistakes I'm making, learn on that. Uh, learn from the mistakes I'm making and get back on track as quickly as I can. So, um, what else? I am so thankful for my wife, for what she has put up with, with four major hospitalizations in the last five years. I can't imagine the amount of stress that that, and PTSD, I mean, it still stresses her out just thinking about it. So, um, certainly wasn't in my plan to be that sick that many times. Um, but she is absolutely amazing. So, um, so 
appreciate those who love you, take care of them, find out what makes them tick. But most of all, live your life and 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 take care of those around you, take care of your responsibilities, live life, love it, um, take care of yourself, figure out with God or whoever you're, I mean, I hope, certainly hope it's God, but figure out with God what your path is in life and maximize it and make the most out of it. So, but I think that's about it for now for Grow to Amazing. This is Tony, out. Thank you.